The Chicago Bears will listen to offers for the number one overall pick, but it's going to take a lot to move Ryan Poles out of that spot. The thing is, it sounds like a few teams are getting desperate enough and might give up a haul to move up for Caleb Williams. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow up me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on all of your favorite social media platforms, including the Locked On Bears YouTube channel, where you can keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. On the show today, we look at the latest reporting on Teams interested in the number one overall pick and potentially willing to give up a lot to get that number one overall pick. And we've heard Ryan Pohl say they're open for business. They'll listen to offers, but it's not just as simple as send us a big offer and, and we'll take it or we'll turn it down. We'll, we'll look, take a closer look at what it actually takes. What it, would it take for the Bears to move down from one? Not only in terms of what that trade compensation might have to look like, but also how the Bears might have to feel about Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, and the other quarterbacks in the draft class to like logistically make it possible for them to say, yes, a trade down is what we want to do. And then we get into compensation and what that might have to look like in order for the Bears to move down. Because it's definitely not as simple as just send us a big offer and the biggest offer gets them one overall pick because it has to also be like worth it to the Bears to pass on the opportunity to take whoever they see as the top player in this NFL draft. What really got this conversation fueled on social media was really, I think it started with Cliff Kingsbury. Initially, sounded like he was going to be the Raiders offensive coordinator. Then withdrawals from consideration for the Raiders job seems to be a favorite now for the commander's offensive coordinator job. As we know, Cliff Kingsbury, the former Arizona Cardinals head coach, was the quarterback's coach at USC this past season with Caleb Williams. And so the first thought was that, oh, well, if he's with the Raiders, then the Raiders are going to want to make a big haul to go up to number one for the Bears. And now the thought is if he goes to the Commanders, that the Commanders may want to make a big haul to go from number two to number one to swap with the Bears and bring Caleb Williams back to Washington, where I believe he's from originally or has ties to the Washington, D.C. area, at least at the very at the very least. And so it leaves the Bears in the position where it's like, OK, teams seem to really want Caleb Williams. And there's there's been rumors before this that, you know, Sean Payton has said really nice things about Caleb Williams in the past. And could the Broncos want to make a big move up? I mean, this happens every year, right? With the number one overall pick. And it happened last year with the Bears. Listening to the offers, seeing what might be out there. But for Ryan Poles and company to even want to consider moving down from number one in the first place, they either need to feel like Justin Fields is their guy and they look at this quarterback class and say, eh, not really blown away here. We really want to stick with Justin Fields. Or they look at this quarterback class and say, you know, Caleb Williams is good. But we don't think he's so much better than all these other quarterbacks. We don't have to have 
Caleb Williams. Maybe the Bears say, yeah, we, we want to move on from Fields. We want to draft a quarterback. But that quarterback doesn't have to be Caleb Williams. And so could we get another team that is just in love with Caleb Williams, take them for a haul, still get another quarterback that we like just as much or really close to as much as Caleb Williams and get all this extra stuff on top of it? That, you know, to me, I think there's a lot of different ways you can go down that path. It doesn't just have to be purely Caleb versus Justin in this evaluation, but it's also Caleb versus Drake May versus Jaden Daniels. And I guess you can throw, you know, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, JJ McCarthy in that conversation. And the Bears can sit there and say, listen, like some of these teams are falling in love with Caleb Williams and they got to get to number one to get him because we could threaten to take him the whole time. But if we are not in love with Caleb Williams and like these other quarterbacks better, let's squeeze as much out of that as possible. And, and it feels like similar, it's a similar conversation to what the Bears did last year with the number one overall pick, right? They evaluated Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and put that up against Justin Fields and said, you know what? No, thanks. We we like the value here that we could get for trading down from number one more so than the value that we think that number one overall pick quarterback could provide to us and our franchise. Now, there's certainly a path where they could make that same evaluation again this year, but what it comes down to is like, your evaluation of these quarterbacks. Quarterback is the most important position in NFL, and getting that correct is the difference between winning Super Bowls and losing Super Bowls, in, and not even getting to Super Bowls in, in a lot of cases, and being able to be that team to unlock the quarterback position. I mean, we know this, right? It makes everything else secondary to the quarterback. You can build up a great team around a quarterback, and that can get you pretty far, but it's hard to sustain long-term success unless you really have that home run, surefire franchise quarterback. And we still have questions about for sure whether or not Justin Fields is that guy. And certainly if the Bears thought Caleb Williams is that guy, they would take him at number one. But they could think one of these other quarterbacks could also be that guy. Or they could think Fields is that guy and not need to take one of these quarterbacks after all. So even before we start to get to this conversation about, okay, what kind of haul could the Bears get for the number one overall pick? What kind of draft compensation or trade compensation would it take to get up to number one? First, the Bears have to be comfortable with that idea of number one. Like, yes, trading down from one and getting a bunch of picks and players, we'll talk about in a second, is great, and it's a great way to build a football team, but you can surround all the great picks and players around a quarterback that isn't the guy as much as you want, and you're going to get a ceiling somewhere in there. I mean, think about the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? They, they had a great team around the quarterback and, and you can get all the way to the Super Bowl with that, but there's a ceiling at that point and you need great coaching. You need extremely great players. You need everything to go right around that quarterback to really get that far when you don't have a great quarterback. But when you have the great quarterback, somebody like Patrick Mahomes can get to the Super Bowl with not a great offensive line, not great receivers, not a great offensive coordinator, but although Andy Reid is, is obviously phenomenal, but Matt Nagy's still over there. And a good defense, sure, but like a great quarterback can get there with lesser parts. A great quarterback needs less support to win you Super Bowls. And so if you have the chance to get that great quarterback, it's really, really hard to pass up. But if you don't see that great quarterback at the top of this draft, then why not move down and add more assets and still either get a quarterback in the draft that you think is great or keep a quarterback like Justin Fields that you might think is great in this process. So that's where I think the logistics, the football side, get the Bears to this conversation of like, okay, yes, we would consider trading down. But then what does that look like from there? And do the Bears need to sort of look at this and wonder, 
why everyone wants Caleb Williams if they don't. I mean, there's some other hurdles here, including how you sort of weigh the compensation to move down just a couple of picks versus moving down a bunch of picks. And we'll get through all of that next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at DoorDash, delivery service that's going to bring your favorites right to your door. And you're going to save some money on those deliveries as well with our promo code LOCKED23. Whether it's game day, maybe your party for the big game next Sunday, and you you forget something and you need it delivered right to your door before the party starts, or it's halftime and holy crap, we're out of chips, we're out of dip, we're out of wings, whatever it is, fret no longer because DoorDash can bring it right to you. Whether it's from the grocery store, your local convenience store, or local restaurants in your area, DoorDash is here to help connect you to your communities. Right now, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter in our promo code LOCKED23. That's subject to change. Terms apply. Again, 50% off up to a $10 value on a $15 order when you visit, you download the DoorDash app and enter in that promo code LOCKED23. Lockdown Bears podcast is also brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your vehicle, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and take home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. As we hear more buzz, rumors reporting about the Chicago Bears' number one overall pick and teams being interested. And to be clear, this is not just like speculation. ESPN, or excuse me, NFL Network's Tom Pelissaro went on the Rich Eisen show and, and had comments about how he thinks Washington really wants that pick and is going to be willing to give up a lot to go with that pick. Again, there have been reports about Sean Payton really wanting to get his quarterback and having said a lot of previously it's called Caleb Williams, a generational talent that every team should want to go get. Like there, are, there are real legs to multiple teams wanting this pick. There were there was other other reports that you know more many teams around the Senior Bowl called the Bears and have gauged the Bears' interest in trade down from the number one overall pick. So this is this is not just like hypothetically, what if these teams want the number one pick? No, there are there are real rumors reporting legs to what the Bears want here. But you can't help but sit there and and, and wonder, okay. If Washington really wants Caleb Williams, and if the Raiders really want, or whoever, I mean, if, if four or five of these teams really want Caleb Williams, doesn't that mean, like, if you're the Chicago Bears, shouldn't you look in the mirror and say, hmm, everybody really wants this player and is willing to give us a lot for this player, perhaps like obscene amounts of compensation, multiple first round picks and players and stuff. And we'll get, I want to get into some specific compensation stuff in just a moment here. But if, all of these teams or a, a few of these teams really, really want Caleb Williams and are willing to really blow us away with a trade offer. Is that not also a sign that maybe we should stay at the number one overall pick 
and take him? Like, if he's so coveted, doesn't that mean he's really good and he is more valuable to us? Like, you know, if Caleb Williams is worth all of that for a team to give up, shouldn't we keep him then if he's worth all of that? If his value is that high to other teams, shouldn't his value be that high to us? And what that comes down to then is you have to be really, 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 really sure of your evaluation and really feel 100% confident that you've got this right and these other teams all have it wrong. And that's not an easy position to take. And I think sometimes you can look at it and say, okay, well, just because other teams are desperate for a guy doesn't mean that's smart of them. And you can kind of evaluate it organizationally, right? I mean, I think about last year with the Carolina Panthers trading up for Bryce Young. Like we look at the Panthers ownership under David Tepper and think maybe that was a disaster and maybe the owner fell in love with, as as the reporting seems to be that coaches in that building wanted CJ Stroud, but Tepper and perhaps others wanted Bryce Young and that owner who makes not so smart decision for team gets too desperate and gives up way too much to go get quarterback. Who's the wrong guy. And you can look at it and say, well, the bit, you know, like because teams want to trade up for Bryce Young, so should the Bears looked at that and said, well, if everybody wants to give up so much for Bryce Young, shouldn't they have taken Bryce Young? That didn't work out. Correct. But do you look at that and say, well, Carolina got desperate and gave up so much for Bryce Young, and Carolina isn't necessarily the organization who you should look at and say, well, if they're willing to do that, shouldn't we be willing to do that? Or is that an organization making a mistake? I mean, when we think back to last year, we, we didn't hear a ton about a ton of teams willing to bet the farm. Like there was always a lot of rumored interest in the number one overall pick, but like Houston was one of the top teams at number two that we talked about with the bears last year, willing to swap a little bit to go from two to one and wanted Bryce young. It sounds like settled for CJ Stroud and was correct, <laughs> but like they weren't going to give up a crazy haul to go from two to one, but they were willing to move that spot. There were Raiders rumors a little bit, but it wasn't like we're hearing now where it's like, Oh, teams are really willing to sell the farm to go get Bryce young. And I don't necessarily know that the Raiders are again, an organization that you look at and say, well, that really well-run team seems to want this quarterback. Maybe we should keep that quarterback. Like, it just doesn't seem quite quite as simple as that. Where you look at like this year. Okay, Washington is the first team that seems to be willing to give up a haul to go from number two to number one to get Caleb because they really want him. Is Washington a well-run organization? Again, now it's brand new owner, brand new general manager, brand new head coach. So it's kind of hard to tell, right? They certainly historically have not been a well-run organization, but it's no longer the same people running that organization. So maybe they could be smart now and be making the right decision to want to give everything up for Caleb Williams. Or it could be a new owner who wants to make a splash, a new GM who wants to make a splash, a new coach who wants to make a big splash. And maybe it's not the most sound decision. We don't know, right? I'm not here to say either way on that. It's just, it's just a question. Or you think about the Patriots as far as, Another organization where it's like kind of new, new, new management there, not ownership, but management with Bill Belichick out of there. We haven't really heard a ton about the Patriots being desperate to trade up for Caleb at one, right? They sounds like they're more or less content at three right now. I mean, we'll see, but just hasn't really been out there. So like, I would say, you know, if the Patriots come and they're like willing to do this, you have to think twice and say, okay, Patriots have been a very successful organization, but again, it's new. They don't have a general manager, new head coach. Are they in a position to be a smart, you know, a smart organization that you look at and say, well, they're really smart. Should we think about why they're willing to do this? And I'm not, you know, and then other teams, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, you know, new, new coach ownership there. I mean, they, they make, I don't know if I think of them as a bad organization. They're not a great 
organization either. But like other teams that might want to move up, the Falcons, the Vikings, the Broncos, the Raiders, maybe. I mean, some other teams, people throwing up the Titans, I guess. And it kind of depends. Like if if all six of those teams that I mentioned are all calling, trying to get up for Caleb, that's a moment where I say, well, hold on. Maybe we need to make sure we don't just want to keep pick and draft Caleb Williams. But if it's like two teams, right? If it's the Commanders and the Raiders are the only ones who are really serious about it, and then the other teams haven't really been willing to go all out, well, then maybe that tells me there's one or two teams that are really desperate for Caleb and all these other quarterback needy teams feel like, yeah, I could get one of these other QBs and be happy. And if I'm Ryan Poles and I can sit there and I, I sit there and I can say, okay, I can have Caleb Williams or I could swap with Washington, get a big haul and still get a quarterback I like in Jaden Daniels or Drake May or whoever, maybe that ends up being the better decision for my franchise. But all that depends on, okay, how do you weigh Caleb Williams versus trade down hall and how much trade down hall might be enough to sway you off of Caleb if your Caleb evaluation is close enough to your Drake May, Jaden Daniels evaluation or whatever quarterback. So let's look at some potential compensation here for the Bears, depending on how far down they might go. It's obviously going to be different if you go on one spot down to two versus six spots down to seven or 12 spots down to 13. Next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. I like to go all out with my Super Bowl party, get the wings going, get the dips, the chips, maybe some veggies and some fruits. I like to have a variety of options there. If you mix in like a couple healthy foods, it feels like, okay, you're not just completely destroying yourself with, with with junk on Super Bowl Sunday. And I love to go all out with my Super Bowl bets as well. There are so many props on every single player, plus the fun stuff like Gatorade color and coin flip and the length of the national anthem, all on FanDuel Sportsbook. So not only you can bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but bets on anything else you can think of. Now's a great time to get in on the action ahead of the Super Bowl. New customers can join today and get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. If we've reached the point where the Bears are comfortable that they're not going to pick number one, they don't want Caleb at one or whatever, Let's really consider these trade offers. Then we have a chance to kind of feel like, okay, what what kind of compensation could we get here? And is that enough to sway me, Ryan Poles, you know, in this situation, off of off of the number one overall pick that this this hall is good enough to turn down Caleb and, and whatever else I might think of this quarterback class. And I, I saw a friend of the show, Brad Spielberger at PFF Brad on Twitter. He he's not a guy who's like, you know, he's not Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, but he has connections. He knows a lot of people in this NFL industry, and he doesn't put stuff out there a lot. When he does, it's stuff he's pretty firm on and stuff he's pretty confident because he's not just going to throw out his credibility just to throw anything at the wall and see what sticks. And he put out a hypothetical Bears-Commanders trade from the number one overall pick to the number two overall pick based on what he's been hearing around the Senior Bowl and, and from personnel around the NFL. And I thought it was an interesting starting point here for just like how des- what, what like a desperate Washington team could do to go from number two to number one. Because you might sit here and think, okay, from to move up one spot. You remember the Bears did this with Trubisky from three to two in 2017. In that draft, the Bears gave up a third and a fourth round pick to move up one spot. 
Bears were a little bit desperate, I guess, to make sure they got Mitch, but maybe not Caleb Williams level desperate. But for Washington to go from two to one, and to me, this seems like a number that this seems like a, a trade package that Commanders fans will say no to, but Bears fans have also been saying no to, like they think they can get more than this. This feels a little bit rich for me, but but even then, like I, I trust Brad is that this this comes from somewhere with some potential legs. Maybe this is more like what the Bears might be looking for. But imagine you trade from one to two and you gain the, the second round pick from the Commanders that you just gave up for Montez Sweat. So you get the number two overall pick and the number 40 overall pick in this year's draft plus a first round pick next year to move one spot from one to two. You get a future first and a current second to then still sit at two and you could take Drake May, you could take Jaden Daniels. I suppose you could take Marvin Harrison Jr. Or if another team really wanted a, a quarterback, a Drake May or a Jaden Daniels, a quarterback that's not Caleb Williams, you could trade down again from two after having just got a massive haul for two. You could trade down to, you know, a lot of different teams. The Falcons at seven, uh, you know, a, lot, a few different teams in the mix here. The Jets at 10 could be moving up for a quarterback at some point. The Vikings at 11, although I don't know if you do the division trade. The Broncos at 12, the Raiders at 13, maybe even the Saints at 14 if they were desperate for a QB. Like, you've got some options there from the number two overall pick if you were, on top of that, able to get a second and a future first. Again, that to me feels like a lot. I mean, I saw ESPN's Bill Barnwell said trade from one to two, get that second rounder, and then like a fifth or a sixth rounder. And I bet I would bet the final compensation would land somewhere in between those where you're probably not going to get the next year's first. You're probably going to get more than just a second and a fifth. So how that ends up playing out, we would see. But if, you, if you're if you Ryan Poles and you say, you know what, Caleb Williams is the top quarterback, but I like Drake May a lot, or I like Jaden Daniels a lot. And I could be happy with that quarterback, even if it's not Caleb Williams, and say, hmm, would I rather have Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels and a second and a future first? Like all of a sudden... The math on that becomes different a little bit. If your quarterback evaluation is close on those guys. Now, if it's not, if you think Caleb Williams is great and the other quarterbacks are just okay, even a, even an extra first round pick to me is not enough to say, well, I'm going to pass on my potentially elite quarterback to just go for a quarterback I like less or to keep Justin Fields. Like like a, a couple, like some extra draft picks in the future. Like if we talk about this with other teams too, when you think about Atlanta, if you traded down with the, the Falcons at seven, you know, that still keeps you, you have the, or excuse me, at eight. Sorry, they have the eighth overall pick. So you'd have the eighth and ninth pick in the first round. You're training down seven spots is a big chunk to move down. But say you get you get the, the seventh overall, excuse me, the eighth overall pick. I don't know why I keep switching that up. You say you get the Falcons' eighth overall pick plus their second round pick this year, plus two future first round picks and maybe like Kyle Pitts. So you're getting a total of three firsts, a second and Kyle Pitts for that number one overall pick. Like you got to, like, like to me, I don't know that there's a number of draft picks that that and players that truly outweigh an elite franchise quarterback. If you believe Caleb Williams is the next Patrick Mahomes, is is whatever version of that you want him to be, is is a franchise changing quarterback that can carry you to Super Bowls, a bunch of first round picks and and players like that can't outweigh that. You know, there's no in the same sense that like, there's no amount of picks and players you could trade for Patrick Mahomes. Like the Chiefs are just never going to give up Patrick Mahomes for like any. Comp, any combination of players and picks, it's just too valuable. So if you believe Caleb Williams is that, there is no package big enough to move down from. But if you feel like, man, Caleb's and Caleb Williams and Drake May are just are pretty close together, then all of a sudden a big package like that becomes enough to move from one to two. And if you don't like any of these quarterbacks in the draft, then a big package like that becomes easy 
they move down to eight. Because if you move down to eight, you're not getting any of the top QBs in this draft. Like there's there's two scenarios here, right? It's the you think one of these other top QBs is good, and so you can move down but still have to land one of those guys. When at that point, does Washington, for example, at two have more leverage to say, well, we know you still want a quarterback. And we know you don't want to move outside of the top three so you can still get your quarterback. So then Washington wouldn't give as much to go up from two to one if they knew the Bears still wanted to stay in the top three. But if the Bears were willing to move outside of the top three, then all of a sudden Washington is competing with the Falcons and the Steelers and the the Jets and the Denver Broncos and, and the Raiders and all those other teams that we already talked about. So like, there's a lot of different moving parts in terms of how the Bears feel about these quarterbacks how far they would be willing to move down then as a result of how they feel about these quarterbacks, but then also how much these teams would be willing to move up for Caleb Williams and the number of teams that are willing to move up for Williams and the amount they're willing to give up to get Williams is a reflection of Williams's potential value and whether or not you would be then willing to move down and not take him in the first place. And that's where this becomes an off season's worth of speculation, right? We're, we're going to hear a lot about this over the next couple of months. And I'm really going to try my best not to get sick of it or not to not to overdo it and get you sick of it. I mean, you're probably already starting to get sick of it. And that that being my point saying, like, we're going to talk about non-trading down from number one stuff, non-Caleb Williams stuff, non-Justin Field stuff for a little while here throughout the month of February. So don't worry, we're not going to overdo it on this quarterback conversation. Eventually, it's going to get tired. And I'm not going to want to talk about the same number one overall pick quarterback scenarios thing. But this trade compensation piece is interesting as it seems like the 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 desperation and the the packages get bigger and bigger. All of a sudden, they'd be like, okay, we're cooking with some extra draft picks. Might not even have to move down that far. Might be able to still get a quarterback, or might be able to just get an even bigger, bigger haul around Justin Fields than last year to not even move as far. Like that's exciting, and this is the kind of like the NFL franchise Madden franchise mode stuff, right? Where it's like, oh man, you're in control of the team. That's why it's fun to talk about still. Until you, until you get sick of talking about it a little bit too much. That's kind of where we are at this stage of the offseason. But we're still going to have free agency talk in front of us. NFL draft breakdowns for guys that are not just quarterbacks, but players for that number nine overall pick. We're going to talk about wide receivers and edge rushers, offensive linemen. Not Maybe not for the ninth overall pick, but safeties and other defensive linemen. I mean, the Bears have plenty to get to throughout this offseason. We have no shortage of time to talk about it right here in the Lockdown Bears podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Come on back tomorrow and make us your first listen once again. And of course, you have to come back for your next opportunity to bear down.